hello and welcome back to Success Quest. Become your best self and join the revolution to success. I'm Jacob Harmon, and I'm so happy that you're listening to this episode today. It's going to be a good one. For those of you that are new to Success Quest, we are all about finding success in every area of life, not just in finances, not just becoming rich, but also in having good relationships, being in a good place spiritually, financially, physically. There's so much that goes into success, and that's what this podcast is all about. Just so you know, we are going to be talking about a $20 Amazon gift card giveaway and how you can enter that later in the episode, so stay tuned for that. But without further ado, we'll jump right into this episode. Caleb did an amazing job with this interview, so enjoy. Well, hey, Questers, how's it going, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in today. On this episode, we have someone really special with us, um, and I'm going to let her introduce herself and tell you a little bit about her, but we are so excited, um, and we appreciate, seriously, having her on. Uh, She's an amazing source, and I hope you guys learn a lot today, but go ahead, introduce yourself for us. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks, Caleb. Hi, I'm Odile Remich, and I um, work with the subconscious mind, mostly. Ooh, see, that was like, I love how she phrased that already. (laughs) Subconscious mind, kind of expand on that for us, our listeners. All right, yes. So we, uh, you know, you've probably heard, probably most of you have heard that the subconscious is so much bigger than, than the conscious mind. And that while the conscious mind is able to process around 40 bits of information per second, the subconscious is able to process around 40 million bits of information per second no way right so it's a whole different uh, ball game but when you think about why that is uh, you, you'll you know it, it would be weird if it didn't because so, <laughs> true <laughs> because it wouldn't be able to cope so one of the things is that from birth and possibly before birth but let's say from birth the subconscious is recording uh, everything that happens to us, but not like a camera would record it. So what the subconscious is designed to do is to interpret our experiences, give them meaning, and then file the meaning so that we build the structure of who we are and how the world works. That's how a baby can be born in rural Africa or Hollywood and adapt to its environment because that we learn through those experiences. And so the subconscious is forming this kind of library, this reference library of how to do pretty much everything on automatic and how to react and respond to experiences. So that's why, you know, right. And so we feel like our buttons are oppressed and we, uh, we react before we think, and it's because it's on automatic. Otherwise we wouldn't be able to survive. If we had to think of, mm, so how do I normally react to this? <laughs> or <laughs> what's my name? <laughs> <You know? Right. laughs> so what's happening in real time, every moment, is the subconscious is referring to that kind of reference library to find evidence of what truth is according to, what it's, according to those experiences. Then it prompts the brain to trigger the organs to produce chemicals. And those wow. chemicals create feelings, sensations, emotions, and impulses. And the conscious mind registers those feelings and emotions and then looks for reasons for them. Wow. You know, all negative emotions 
any negative. So from anger to loneliness to betrayal to hurt to worry and anxiousness, all negative emotions are a level of the fight, freeze, flight emergency state, which means stress chemicals in the bloodstream. And the conscious mind registers, registers those and then starts looking for reasons. It's because I'm too old or it's because they're going to be angry with me or it's because my, I don't have enough money in my bank account or it's because that person looked at me funny. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> the conscious, or it's the weather. The conscious mind is constantly, that's its job, is to make sense of things. That's incredible. Now, if you guys can't already tell, Questers, that she's incredibly passionate about this area. She's, she's definitely done a lot of her research and she gets excited about this. Look at that. She was just brightening up as she was talking about this. And this is a fascinating topic to discuss. Fascinating. Anything that has to do with the human mind, brain, emotions, feelings. This is just, this is a whole nother level to what we, we, we deal with and talk about every day. Um, Odile, can you tell us a little bit about how long you've just been in doing this for? Sure. Yes, I um, I grew up in a show business family, so I became uh, an actress when when I left school. Uh, no, in fact, when I left school, I joined the circus. That's another whole story there. Wow. Um, okay. <laughs> from a circus family originally, but then I went into theatre, and so my I didn't do anything with the mind or uh, the brain or anything or self development until uh, I was much older. And so when I was sort of in my, I suppose, in my late 30s, early 40s, my life was a mess. And I'd spent my whole life struggling, struggling financially, struggling emotionally and um, in, in relationships, all of that. And in addition to that, I had fibromyalgia and IBS. Wow. So I, you know, a lot of stress, a lot of drama. And so I went on a, a bit of a quest to try and fix myself. My sister and I both actually did that together. We tried so many different things. We went through a, a wide variety of modalities and beliefs and systems and, and methods and uh, did a lot of research and nothing really seemed to work completely. So, you know, something would improve a little bit like, you know, affirmations and all those kind of things. Right, right. They work for something sometimes but not, nothing seemed to heal us completely. And I, uh, when I was 51 in 2015, towards the end of 2015, I was 51 years old, divorced, renting a room in a uh, shared house um, and cleaning other people's houses and still unable to pay my bills. Oh. Uh, really, oh. I, was, I had been suicidal. I, there, was, I, there was a lot of drama. <laughs> So, wow. And I, I couldn't understand why I worked. I had a very strong work ethic. I worked harder than most people I knew. I kept trying. I tried all kinds of businesses. I, you know, you know, when people say, oh, it's about taking action, massive action. I took massive action. <laughs> I did yeah. All of that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I did all of that. And where I was doing the same things that worked for other people. And yet I seemed to fail against all odds. Not only did I not earn, make money, but I would lose money. It, it was almost like every time I kind of got ahead, something would happen to wow. bring me back to that status quo struggle. So I finally, I did started researching the brain and um, the, uh, the subconscious. And this was before 2015, actually. I, I'd already started doing some of that research. 
And I learned a huge amount. And I'd always been fascinated as to why people do the things they do. I'd always been interested in the mind. And as I learned, I found two main things. The first thing is the, the ability to control your chemical state, your, the chemical state of your brain and body, which is your emotional state. And you can do that. You can physiologically learn to condition your brain and body to stay in a state of feeling good most of the time, which is basically conditioning it to produce lower levels of stress chemicals and higher levels of endorphins, oxytocin, serotonin, uh, feel-good chemicals. And so I developed a, uh, a, a modality. <laughs> um, which, <laughs> it's a hard word to say. <laughs> which I called uh, the superpower which is based on the physiological state of unconditional love, which is wow. the strongest, most powerful state you can be in. And so there's, there's quite a lot to that, but um, I created that, I wrote a book on it, and I developed the ability myself to live from a state of unconditional love. And my life started to change in remarkable ways, including fibromyalgia went, IBS went, mm -hmm. lower levels of stress chemicals in the system, of course. I stopped smoking spontaneously. <laughs> I used to wow. smoke. And I loved smoking. I had no intention of giving it up. And then one day I lit a cigarette and I took a drag and I went, oh God, that's awful. And put it out and just didn't like it anymore. So, and that's because my, um, my self image was changing and so much was changing subconsciously. Right, so yeah. In the chemical state. And then the second part is and this was the bit that I found towards the end of 2015, this was the missing piece, is the fact that from birth, this, this thing of the, the subconscious references, where the subconscious is referring to childhood information. So we learn from birth onwards who we are and how the world works. So for example, I had learned from experience that I wasn't, worth, wasn't worthy uh, or um, I was stupid and a whole lot of other stuff. And so no matter what I tried to do consciously, as I was going, I'm worthy and I deserve wealth and you know I'm happy and healthy and all of that, my subconscious in that moment was referring to the so-called fact right. that I'm not, that's not true. <laughs> and yeah. the subconscious is designed to keep us safe by keeping us the same because we're still alive. Right. And, and by keeping us in alignment with our tribe. So if you are different from your parents, if you go straight too far from your, from your family, from your parents, instinctively, your, your life is in danger. You know, if you think about it in uh, uh, natural terms, you know, in nature, we're not designed to survive on our own. Right. So we don't want to be rejected by the tribe. So this is all subconscious. And so the subconscious is de designed to keep us in alignment. That's incredible. And I can already imagine the fact that that's, it's so much more deep within us, right? It's something so much harder to access which is why when we say oh we want to change ourselves we start doing the superficial things but it's just never enough to get past those deep layers those deeper walls so my question to you would be how do we access our subconsciousness because that i guess that's the, the harder thing for most people is that if we want to the ability to change let's say for example that i am incredibly hard on myself right i just i don't think i'm worthy like you were saying i don't value myself i'm stupid 
how do I go about making a 180? How do I go tearing those walls down so I can look at the deeper portion of me and kind of start changing that? Yes, I'd be very excited to tell you. (laughs) (laughs) I love this topic. So, um, and here's the thing is it's simpler than you would think, but it's not always easy. And the reason it's not always easy is because it is a survival thing to try and keep everything the same. So it's about... Yeah. Oh yeah, no one wants to change. That's right. And, and the subconscious doesn't want you to change. So the way I see it, it's like this guard dog and you want to get past the guard dog and you can't get past the guard dog by reasoning with it. Right. You have to retrain it. Interesting. Okay, I like that. So, um, so it, this is how simple it is. You go to, uh, so you ask yourself three questions. The first is, how do I know I have a problem? So in your case, it may be because, well, you, I'll let you answer. <laughs> oh, yeah. Problem, <laughs> <laughs> I got, okay, wait, repeat the question one more time. So how do you know it's a or what's the problem you want to address? How do you know it's a problem? So I, the, the deep feelings I feel of, I guess, a hatred towards myself, right? And I think that it's, it's, uh, in, it's a dangerous thing for me because then I don't feel safe even when I'm by myself, you know, because I don't okay. feel like I like myself, you know? That's a good example. Very good. Okay. And how does that feel when you think about that? Oh, it's awful. Oh, it's not fun at all. I just, I can't stand being there. But then I also don't want to go be with people. I'd rather be by myself. Okay, very good. So grab that feeling. And now where in your childhood did you feel that same feeling? And it may be a different topic, but it'll be the same feeling. Interesting. In my childhood. Oh, this is, ooh. Yeah, okay. Let's think about this. Um, You know, when I was a child, I was actually bullied a lot. Um, if we're going to talk about me, let's get me personal. I like this. This is fun. Um, I was bullied a lot, especially because I was just a different color and it was a different time period, I guess. Um, I, I remember w- once we lived in Florida growing up, I was maybe 10 or 11 and everyone around me was either white or black and yeah. which was weird because I felt like Florida has a lot of Latinos in it. But in my school, I was really the only one and I was bullied a lot. I even had my own table that they gave me. And so, I mean, in that moment, you, I thought I, I couldn't have friends, you know, there I'm you not, I'm not valuable enough for friends. And that is, that, so there's the reference or at least one of them, one oh. of the core references. So now would you like to change it? Yes. Yes. Do now. <laughs> <laughs> let's do this. Okay. All right. Let's do it. So, cause we can do it in real time. It really doesn't take long. So I want you to think of someone or something that you really love. So it can be, but with no baggage. So not someone you're uh, worried about or uh, you miss or anything like that. Just something you love or um, like it could be a pet. It could be a baby. It could be even an activity you love. I'm going to use that. I'm going to use the, my baby, my son. Oh, I love my son. Okay. And, And what's your son's name? Malachi. Malachi, oh, beautiful name. Thank you. So I want you to take a deep breath, close your eyes, and imagine holding Malachi in your arms in a hug. And I want you to notice that feeling of love. (laughs) You got it? Oh, yeah. Very good. Good job. And now I want you to imagine that feel. Notice where in your body you feel that feeling. So it may be in your chest or your solar plexus, wherever you feel it. You got it? 
Yes. Good job. And now I want you to imagine that feeling as a ball of light or energy. And imagine it spreading down to your toes and up to the top of your head and out to your fingertips so that you're full of that light, that energy, that love. You got it? Oh, yeah. Very good. Good job, Caleb. All right, now open your eyes. Now I want you to think back to when you were 10 or 11 years old, and I want you to pick one memory, the first one that comes to mind that stands out, or the earliest one of being bullied. Okay. You got one? Yes. Very good. Okay. And uh, just give me a name for that memory. It could be the place it took, part, it took place in or... Um, cafeteria. Cafeteria. Very good. So 10 or 11 years old in the cafeteria. When you go there now and imagine you're there now and I want you to notice the, the emotions, the feelings there. Oof. You got them? Yeah. Good. Zero to 10, how strong is that feeling? Ah, oh, man. I guess in the moment, I thinking back to it, it's, it's about an eight. It's really strong feelings. Very good. All right. Now I want you to press pause on that memory for a moment. Let's go back to Malachi. You're holding Malachi in your arms in a hug and feel that feeling of love again. And it's all the way through your body. You got it? Yeah. Good job. Now press pause on that. Let's go back to the cafeteria. Ooh, this back and forth is kind of, it's messing with me a little bit. I can feel it. <laughs> exactly. So what's happening in real time is you're changing chemical states. So when you go to think of your son, you've got, endorphins, oxytocin, serotonin going through your system. Then when you think of the cafeteria, you've got stress chemicals coming through your system. So what we're doing is we're re literally rewiring the neocortex of your brain and changing those references. Wow. All right, so let's go back to the cafeteria and it was an eight, the feeling there. How strong is it now? Oh, it's, it's less now. I, it, like dramatically less. I could probably say about five, honestly. <laughs> All right, and press pause on that. Let's go back to Malachi. Oh my gosh, look at this. All right. You're holding Malachi in your arms and feel that love and feel the connection between the two of you and everything you love about him. Just how cute he is, how gorgeous hmm. You got that? Yeah. Very good. Press pause on that. Let's go back to the cafeteria. And that little you, that 10 or 11-year-old Caleb, uh, what are the emotions there now? How strong? Was it five? Where is it now? Maybe two or three, yeah. honestly. Good job. Press pause on that. Let's go back to Malachi. Wow. Holding Malachi in your arms and all the love you have for him and the love he has for you. You got that? Yeah. Very good. Press pause on that. Let's go back to the cafeteria. Any emotions left in that memory now? I just feel Malachi. Good job. There you go. All right. So now we're in the cafeteria. I want you to look at that little 10 or 11 year old Caleb in your mind. And let's change this memory to something wonderful. So uh, let's do like it's a game or you're um, so the, whoever bullied you, they're actually doing a dance. <laughs> memory, whatever you want, because here's the key to this process. The subconscious cannot tell the difference between reality and imagination. It can't use logical reason and it can't judge something as unrealistic. So it will believe whatever you give it. 
Wow. So there's no limit to the budget in your, in your mind. So well, that's you fantastic. Can <laughs> you I love that. that. Very good. And so play that new memory through now and look at the little, that little used face, that little Caleb's face, and notice how happy and confident he is and how much fun he's having in this memory now. You can add music. You can do whatever you want. You got that? Yeah. Very good. Play it through one more time. This is good. This is really good. Good job. And so now what you've just done is you've just <laughs> right? And so what you would do now is you just practice that memory like throughout your day until it becomes more established. So what you're literally so every every thought we have is a connection between neurons in the neocortex of the brain. And when you think a thought over and over again, those connections become more what they call wired. It's it's growth factor, which is like a kind of glue that that um, connects those neurons together, so that information can be uh, processed faster. That's how we learn intellectually. So what you're doing here is it's like learning a new phone number. You want to just practice it until it's automatic. Wow. Conscious mind will always know what originally happened. So if you ever right. stand up in court or tell the story for a reason, <laughs> you, know, right. you know what But your subconscious, as long as you practice that, uh, your subconscious will believe that new memory and it will now start using that as a reference for who you are now and how you react to things now and how you feel about yourself now. Now, of course, uh -huh. that's just one memory. You'd need to change more, you know, to, to form that foundation. Right. Because you need to do it multiple times in different areas and then you start building up on it. Correct. I can see that. And, and your subconscious has more than one reference. Right. Like, like we were talking about earlier. Hey, Questers. I hope you're enjoying this episode of Success Quest. Real quick, I just wanted to thank the sponsor of this episode, Audible. Audible is an amazing service that allows you to listen to audiobooks. They have just about any audiobook out there and you can listen to them on your own time. Personally, I like to listen to things because I don't have a whole lot of time to sit down and read, but I do like to learn and I can learn wherever I am, whether I'm washing the dishes or driving in the car. In fact, that's why I like podcasts so much. And Audible is a great way to listen to books. To get one free audiobook and two Audible originals, go ahead and go to mysuccessquest.com slash audible to get a 30-day free trial. And thank you again to Audible for sponsoring this episode of Success Quest. So this is this is all incredible. Like I I didn't expect you to do that on me at all. By the way, I just want my questions to know that. And so, and to be quite frank, that was a really incredible way of doing things. To be able to disassociate that feeling, to separate it, and to add the feelings I had of my son in there. To make it, I could feel that change in myself. That, that's incredible. Um, <laughs> I would like to talk to now to those people who are probably, you've probably met people like this too, who are more stubborn, who think, you know, they're, it's okay to push away their feelings. They don't need to have those feelings. Just tuck them away. What would you say to those people? What, let's talk about the benefits of this. Why people, I don't think, I don't think there's a single person in the world who wouldn't benefit from this. So let's talk about what those benefits may be either 
physically, mentally, what are those benefits? Absolutely. So one of the, the key things to remember is that uh, so negative emotions are stress chemicals in your system. Positive emotions are feel-good chemicals. Okay, so that's the basic thing. We've just demonstrated that you can change that by changing where you're looking, changing your focus. When you think of something negative, your brain automatically triggers stress chemicals in your limbic system. When you right. think of something positive, your brain automatically tr uh, triggers feel-good chemicals. The tricky bit is that stress chemicals are stronger because we're designed for survival. And it is much more important to be focusing on the bear <laughs> than yes. on the picnic <laughs> so in order to survive. So uh, in um, adrenaline, cortisol, all those stress chemicals have a more powerful impact on the body. And that's why it's so hard to pull yourself out of a negative state. So when you're thinking about something terrible somebody said or something you're worried about, it's, it can be really hard to just, oh, well, just think positive. The reason that can't, you can't do that is for survival. But here's what happens. One of the most important things that happens is the, one of the effects of, of stress chemicals on the body is that blood drains from the prefrontal cortex of your brain, which is at the front of your brain, to the back of your brain. Now, the front of that prefrontal cortex we use for cognitive thinking. So mm -hmm. it's strategizing, problem solving, coming up with um, uh, opportunity, noticing opportunities, risk assessment, judgment, um, processing information, um, comprehending, commu communication, all of those higher level uh, thinking uh, activities are done at the prefrontal cortex. Now that the blood drains from there to the back of the brain, which is uh, survival, because it's not, you know, when you're running away, fighting or pretending to be dead, you don't need the, the cognitive. <laughs> exactly. Right. So that's the reason for it. And when you are any negative emotion, so when you're upset, sad, worried, angry, frustrated, hurt, betrayed, any of those feelings, um, you, your brain and body are producing the same chemicals that they would if your life was in danger. Wow. So the you literally can't think straight because yeah. that your brain is not working. It's offline. So the main reason for feeling good more of the time is because then you'll be able to think more clearly. That's, that's fantastic. That's, one of, the that's fantastic. of course, there's a lot of health benefits as well <clears throat> because when you're in, when stress chemicals are in your system, it's okay for short term because, you know, uh, Joe Dispenza tells the, that story of, when a zebra runs away from a lion, right? Its brain and body goes into it goes into the emergency fight freeze flight state. So uh, blood is drained away from now they don't have the prefrontal cortex, but blood is drained away from the organs to the extremities for running away. Mm -hmm. um, so digestion shuts down or not shuts down. You know everything reduces all right. those systems that aren't necessary for surviving in the moment. So healing, digestion all of that kind of thing, go kind of reduce. They lessen. Yeah. Get away. That's right. So now when they, um, let's say it gets away from the lion, 15 minutes later, it shakes and the chemicals uh, go back to normal and it starts grazing and everything's fine. And it then all its systems come back online. The problem with humans is we think about what just happened. Right. The trauma behind it. Right. So we think, and as we think about what happened, 
we produce the same chemicals because the brain and body don't know the difference between reality and imagination. Interesting. So if you go and see a scary movie, your brain and body go into the same state they would. Right. The threat was real. And the only thing stopping you from running screaming into the street is that your conscious mind knows it's just a movie. But Incredible. That doesn't stop your heart rate from increasing. No. From getting sweaty. Mm-hmm. Or you feel the fear. So the 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 main thing is to uh, so so well, sorry. The main thing is that while we are feeling any negative emotion, we've got these stress chemicals in our system. Our organs aren't getting the blood flow they need. Mm. Healing is not happening because the cells go into protection mode instead of growth mode. So and they're not taking in nutrients. So you can be eating as healthily as you like, but if you're spending most of your time feeling negative feelings, you, you, uh, you, the cells aren't picking up those nutrients anyway. Wow. So That's incredible. Things. Imagine uh, just talking about this, all the disadvantages from holding back hard traumas and these emotions. By not unlocking them, not only are you just not being able to think more clearly, you are not as open to learning and not as open to growing and healing in different ways, mentally, physically. I mean, that's just, there are so many benefits from just working on your, your consciousness. Right. And also, um, Caleb, not just that, but, you know, the, like I had some, some trauma in my childhood and I didn't think about it. In fact, I'd forgotten about it. A, wow. A I didn't really, you know, it didn't come in. I was just trying to survive and yeah. Uh, but here's the thing, burying it or not thinking about it consciously doesn't mean it's, go, it's gone away. You're right. dragging it around with you. You're just not looking at it. It's dead weight. Right. And because it's subconscious, your subconscious is still producing the stress chemicals, even though you're not consciously thinking about the problem. So you don't want to just ignore it. You want to heal it. You want to change it. And then... And- would you say that there is an age where it's too late to heal? No, no. And the reason I say that is because the you know neuroscience used to they used to think that the brain was hardwired by a certain age, right, but they've discovered that's not true. And that's of course you may have heard of neuroplasticity. I have. Mm-hmm. The brain is constantly changing. Every time you hear something, you learn something new. Your brain is literally changing physically in structure. So you can relearn anything. That's incredible. So for you questers out there who, th- who are thinking right now, like, oh, my trauma goes deep and back far. There's a, it's an old date. There is no time limit to where you, you shouldn't be able to, to do these type of things and to heal, to find the healing that you desperately need, even though you don't think you need it. That's right. You will benefit from it, even That's though you, you just have to have the mindset to want to do something better for yourself now. That's right. And one of the one of the references I discovered, so here's what's really, I find this fascinating. One of the references I discovered for my financial struggle was that, um, uh, you know, uh, we were raised with the, uh, with the understanding that if you ask, you don't get. And it was kind of a, a manners thing, like a politeness. Right. Thing. You don't ask, you wait to be offered, and then you can have it. Now that you've asked, you can't have it. It was that kind of uh, learning. Ooh, okay. I never realized that that was the reference for some of my financial struggle because I didn't want to ask to, for work. I was, I felt, I we used to go into that fight or fright, fight, freeze, flight state. 
uh, if I had to invoice someone or ask to be paid. I remember I did a talk somewhere and a free talk and I had my book with copies of my book with me and someone came up to me afterwards and said, oh, how much is your book? And I went, oh, it's all right. We'll just have it. Wow. <laughs> charge anyone for anything because I would feel fear. Yeah. Asking for money. Even if I was owed money, I would be terrified to ask for it. And then I, when I discovered this, my subconscious was going back to the, the idea or the proof or evidence. If I ask, I won't get it, which makes wow. no sense to the conscious mind. Because if you don't ask, you certainly won't get it. But yeah. the subconscious doesn't use logic or reason. It's that, is, that is very interesting to even see that in your adulthood when you have you think you're far past some sort of past experience it was still affecting you in some small way so how you went through the process then and now you're a little bit better at that well i'm much better at that now. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic so uh, what i all i did was i just changed it i just changed that idea and i didn't have any specific memories it was more of a knowing I just, right. I just kind of remembered that that's what we were taught. So I just created new memories of my mum and my grandparents saying to us, oh, yes, you know, of course you can have, always ask. You must ask when you want something. You know, those kinds of things are the opposite. Right. And just practice that. And then, so now I don't go into any kind of fear if I have to charge anything. Yeah. So is this, is this some sort of a way to tell that you need to go back and fix or heal something in the past maybe so yes. if i if i'm sitting down and i'm thinking to myself why can't i do a particular thing like i want to do something but my logic is saying you should be able to do it but i don't want to out of fear is that a tell sign that i need to, to start thinking back absolutely and you'd start with those three questions so you'd start with how do i know it's a problem you, or, uh, you can ask how do i know it's a problem or what's the worst thing about this that's another right. way of putting it and then when you so let's say what's the worst thing about this well it feels like i can't i can never move forward okay so what's that feeling it's it feels i feel like i'm being held back or uh, you know something like that i'm struggling i'm being held back where in my childhood did i feel that and may right. it very often has nothing to do with the same topic so it could be being physically held back it could be being locked in a closet. It could be um, not being allowed to go to the school you wanted to go to or do an activity. You know, there's, there's so many. But so you're looking for the feeling, the same feeling that matches up. And then that's how you find the memory. And then you change it the way we just changed it. That's and incredible. Another thing is that things, problems can very often be represented by, um, can be rep representing people. So my dad disappeared when I was three. Um, nobody knew me. I found him since, but my thirties, we wow, wonderful. But he kind of just left and disappeared, and we were always told he was coming back, and he never did. Wow. So I spent my whole childhood and teenage years expecting my dad to come back any day, and he never did. And I told the kids at school, my dad's coming back, and of course he never did. And when I looked at my money, some of my money problems. It was, I was always expecting money and it would never come. Like it was supposed to come and people didn't pay me or a contract fell through or I'd pick the wrong business or whatever it was. And it was that same feeling of, but it should come and it doesn't. And so I went back and I just created new memories of my dad turning up at school, my dad um, walking through the door. And then I changed it so that he never did go. He was there. He just went to work that day and came back. I am so impressed 
by the fact that things like that, and I mean, that's a bigger example, but it's, it's still affected something so tiny in the future like yeah. that. You're looking at your finances and how does that compare to, you know, your dad and losing your dad and having that, that expectation just kind of fail every day. Um, that's incredible. Um, questers listening to this podcast, you have to have been enjoying this with me. I know you have been, this has been incredible by the way, Odile. Um, I, if you are dealing with something similar and you're not exactly sure how to go about doing this by yourself, we've talked about how you can do this by yourself. Re-listen to this podcast and you can keep hearing this, um, this advice and the three steps and she can go with it with you like she did with me. Um, but if you're having problems, go ahead and reach out to us uh, via email, via social media. And if you want to talk to Odile directly, I can, I can send you her way if that's something that she's into um, via email. But of course, go ahead and message us success quest first. But Odile, my very last question for, for the rest of this podcast, this has just been incredible, by the way. Um, but what would be your final advice to if you could speak to everyone in the world at one time and give them one piece of advice, what would that be? It would be do whatever it takes to feel good in the moment because that affects everything else. So, you know, and catch it early. The earlier you catch it, the easier it is to change your state by, in fact, sorry, can I say this one? (laughs) Yes, go for it. Do this little thing and it only takes a few seconds. Do it three or four times a day for a week and see what happens. Take a deep breath, close your eyes and imagine the little you in front of you, yourself as a child, any age. And then imagine giving that child a hug and telling them you love them and do that three or four times a day for the next week and see what happens. Wow. That's fantastic. Guys, this podcast was all about how you can learn to love yourself, overcome a mental, huge mental and uh, obstacles in your life. Um, and so you can see the, the huge health benefits that come with that. And the, to be able to love yourself is probably the, one of the most key things in this world uh, because then you're just setting yourself up for success in every other arena of your life. Um, so again, Odile, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate you um, a ton. Bye-bye. All right. Well, thank you so much, Caleb and Odile. Actually, after the interview, Odile wanted to add one more thing, and it's some great advice. So I'm just going to throw that in right here. You may not always have a choice in the things that happen to you or the circumstances you're in, but you do always have a choice of where you're putting your focus in the moment. And where you put your focus determines the chemicals that are being produced, which determines how you feel. So every moment of human consciousness is a choice, even if it's just where you're putting your focus. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening all the way to the end of the podcast. That really means a lot. And I promised that we would be talking about how you can win a $20 gift card. So let's get right into it. All you have to do is go to our website, which is mysuccessquest.com. And in the upper right-hand corner, you will see a big red support us button. Go ahead and click on that link. And on that page, you're going to find a list of things you can do to support us. Not all of them cost money. In fact, one of the best ways you can support us is just to share the podcast with a friend or a family member. Um, But there are also other ways you can support us. You can purchase merchandise. You can leave a review. If you want to send in an audio comment to be on the show, there's a lot of different things you can do there. All we ask is that you do one thing to support the show. 
and then send an email to podcast at mysuccessquest.com letting us know what you did to support us and you'll be entered to win a $20 gift card. Thank you so much for your continued support and we'll see you next time on Success Quest. Have a successful day. Thank you.